Welcome to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Today, we'll show you how to use the spirit of love and self worth to improve the connections with everyone else in your life. This program is your weekly gift and it will keep on giving. You'll see. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Hello, everyone. I hope you're all faring well. I'm Dr. Jean Marie Farish, your host for Love Light, and so delighted that you're joining us live on the Voice America Network to inspire a lifestyle of love and wholehearted connections through worthiness. You know, change is inevitable and sometimes precipitated by unexpected external forces. Our current world challenges presents opportunities to reset, reclaim, and renew our power and view ourselves and the world from a different perspective. Most importantly, the realization that what happens in one part of the world affects us all. How can we be more peaceful? How can we be active in seeking justice for all? How can we protect the environment? Said so eloquently, I quote a poem by Dato Anwar Fazal from Malaysia, who is our esteemed and honored guest today. Remember, we are one. We all drink from one water. We all breathe from one air. We rise from one ocean and we live under one sky. Remember, we are one. The newborn baby cries the same. The laughter of children is universal. Everyone's blood is red and our hearts beat the same song. Remember, we are one. We are all brothers and sisters, only one family, only one earth. Together we live and together we die. Remember, we are one. Peace be on you, brothers and sisters. Peace be on you. So beautiful. In his book, Consumer Power, Anywhere, Anytime, Anyone, Dr. Anwar Fazal had a powerful acknowledgement. This book is dedicated to all those who dare to dream, wake up, and make it happen. So powerful. <laughs> Our amazing and honorable guest joining to us today is Dato Anwar Fazal on Right Livelihood, Peace, Justice, and the Environment. He hails from Malaysia and leader in Malaysian and global civil society. As an innovator and promoter of global justice, he has an empowering presence. His career spans over four decades, galvanizing the international consumer movement, founding a number of global networks, which he called a new wave of the consumer movement. He is possibly the world's foremost consumer advocate. He and his staff were inspirational and consumer activists across the Asia Pacific, playing leading roles in global civil society. They reoriented consumer campaigns away from more and better choices for the affluent and more towards ensuring that the most vulnerable consumers on low incomes and with little education could enjoy access to basic goods and services, including housing, clothing, water, and other basic needs and public utilities. With empowering uh, alliances and networks, his initiatives against 
The inappropriate marketing of breast milk substitutes led to the creation of the International Baby Food Action Network in 1979. His outrage against the use of pesticides and dumping of useless pharmaceuticals on the developing world led to the formation of the Pesticide Action Network and Health Action International. It was in these campaigns that international consumer activism became a leading force for social justice. Dato Anwar Fazal is an author, world-renowned international speaker, a recipient of a number of global awards, including the Right Livelihood Award, popularly called the Alternative Nobel Prize. He has played a crucial role in making consumer activism what it is today, often called a multiversity. He will join us on a most timely topic of interest and relevant to us all, Right Livelihood, Peace, Justice and the environment. Welcome, Dr. Anwar Fazal. Thank you so much for having me on this program, uh, Dr. Parish. It's yes. wonderful to hear your voice and uh, wonderful to have you working on an area that so much resonates with me on love for humanity. Oh. Thank you so much. That's so powerful. I must share that I had the honor of working with you during my six-month tenure at University of Science Malaysia in Penang, truly a life-changing journey in the division of industry and community engagement. And you're the founder of the Right Livelihood College at University of Science Malaysia with colleges on every continent. We worked as a team with USM faculty and staff on a book that came into fruition, Volunteerism in Malaysia, Fostering Civic Responsibility on the Direction of Former Vice Chancellor, uh, Dato Seixing May. So we meet again on Love Life, which is all about empowerment. So Dato, we're currently facing a world challenge around the world, and this is a timely topic and concern to the masses of people as we speak. So I would love for you to talk about your central aim, uh, the aim of your work, uh, the concept of right livelihood. And as a recipient of the Right Livelihood Award, popularly called the Alternative Nobel Prize, what does this mean for you and your work? Yes, the uh, Right Livelihood Award is uh, extremely unusual. It's called the Alternative Nobel Prize uh, because it rewards people who actually challenge the systems, who actually provide solutions, and they come from uh, the grassroots, uh, from institutions, and from all over the world. The, the founder of this foundation actually went to the Nobel Prize uh, Foundation and said, I like to fund the people who actually do alternative work, not just the traditional sciences and the art and the literature, but people who actually go out and make a difference to the world. All the Nobel Prize people said, ah, uh, we, we, we have enough awards, we don't want this. You know? So he uh, sold his historic uh, stamp collection uh, and uh, raise the funds to start his own award, which uh, that's why it's got the name, the Alternative Nobel Prize. Mm -hmm. uh, it's formally called the Right Livelihood Award. And he wanted to use this word, Right Livelihood, uh, primarily because uh, it is a very ancient concept of the right way of living. And the right way of living means living with caring, living with, uh, taking care of yourself. Uh, very often I say it's a central thing is about peace, about 
peace with uh, yourself, peace with uh, other people, and and peace with Mother Earth. Mm. So if you if you have the right kind of livelihood, uh, it's these three things that you you take care of yourself too, your inner self. You take care of other people. You take care also of what we like to call. Mother Earth, yeah, in uh, in that, and so this foundation uh, began uh, in 19, uh, 1981 and I was the recipient of the second. I was the second batch to receive uh, this award, and it meant tremendously for me because what what happened after that? Every year with the awards going on, we became a growing community of people who had courage, uh, people who had. Um, projects of hope that they actually done, people who provided uh, solutions, uh, people who fought against uh, what we would call sins against humanity, fought against <laughs> politics without principle, they sort of fought against, you know, uh, you know the, the question of business without morality, yes. they fought science without humanity, uh, there were people again who uh, looked at religion and said, religion without compassion, means mm. nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, they talked about uh, about rights, but rights also with responsibilities. Uh, yes. Rights not by themselves. And power, uh, power and the accountability that should go to it. We had some of the world's best whistleblowers, for example, who show how how governments abuse their authority, how they lied, you know, and how they uh, began to do uh, uh, really horrible things based on uh, uh, no evidence even whatsoever. You know, so people really spoke. And then development about uh, it's just not de- development must be uh, with sustainability, you know, with yes. with caring. And lastly, they, they, these were people also who who say uh, uh, it's just not having laws. You know, very often they call the rule by law. But laws with justice, uh, yes. because you can have laws uh, that actually protect injustice, uh, as we've seen. So these uh, groups of people, uh, uh, now there are some hundred over people, represent, you can say, you know, huge power banks of uh, energy uh, in in the you can say, every consume, uh, con- uh, conceivable kind of uh, a problem that we have uh, in the in in the world today. So, for me now to be part of this really uh, uh, meaningful community, a community of caring, a community of action all over the world, uh, made my life uh, made my life's work uh, very complete. And it is so open ended because uh, the way we have designed uh, how we move forward. Uh, is is very open uh, and it's like a, an expanding universe. Yeah? Uh, new things come up and you respond to new things. Uh, it's not bureaucratic and stuck and rooted uh, uh, in there. So this uh, right livelihood uh, has meant a lot of difference to the world, a lot of difference to the world. And um, all you have to do is actually to go to the website, the right livelihood uh, award website, and you see the stories of these uh, over 170 people, and they will be so inspiring. Mm. Uh, we learned about 
You know, you have lessons on social justice, you have lessons on how uh, ecological sustainability can be achieved, how, how you really feel about community engagement, uh, uh, people having, uh, having dialogue, you know, uh, uh, not debate, uh, but people who are prepared to, uh, what, 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 what I always say, the, uh, the, the Chinese word for listen. Uh, is really so beautiful. Uh, um, and, and this Chinese word uh, consists of three characters. One is the ear, one is the eye, and the other is the heart. And so real listening, uh, which is something so important for people who want to make change, they, they, have, to, they have to hear, they have to see, and they have to feel. And when, when they have these three attributes, that's real listening and with the real listening uh, you can you will be inspired you'll be inspired to make the kind of changes that are that are necessary uh, and 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 that's what the right livelihood movement is a very dynamic uh, galactic you would say it's, it's a growing movement it's not a static movement because every year we have wonderful people joining uh, the award uh, most recently it was a young lady of uh, of 14 years old, Greta, you know, mm. who's uh, taken the whole world by storm on yes, uh, saying, yes. why are you not working on the climate? You know, why yes. are you trying to destroy the world? Don't yeah. you care for me? Don't you care for the future? Yes. And that she, she doesn't fly by plane. She goes by boats from place to place and speaks out and, and just wonderful. And she is the youngest uh, ever awardee. Uh, um, of the Right Livelihood Award. So it's people like that, yeah? Yes, uh, yes, That yes. kind of uh, uh, sense. And, and, and I think they, they, they inform, they inspire, and then they actually have large numbers of initiatives uh, that actually uh, you can be inspired to do yourself. Yeah? That is so powerful. And I must say that during my time spent in Malaysia and seeing your, you in action through the Right Livelihood College and working at uh, University of Science Malaysia, I, it transformed my life and I woke up to the true essence of life and love and it really changed my life. And I remember <laughs> during my time in Malaysia, you gave me five seeds that I still keep <laughs> that <laughs> represented the principle of Pancasila. And you, yeah. I wrote it down. You said social justice, ecological sustainability, political, cultural vibrancy, and economic productivity. Can you share this empowerment platform, Panchasila of Power? Yes. These are the five uh, areas uh, that actually embrace all of us and are very central to our lives. And in the social area, it's all about justice that is so important. And any society that is not just uh, is doomed to failure, is doomed to violence, is doomed to, uh, you know, uh, hate and anger. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, the second the second seed uh, was about ecology. Uh, if we don't take care of Mother Earth, uh, you know, we, we are committing ecocide. Yeah, we we actually destroying the source of our life, yes. uh, the caring home uh, that uh, we have been given uh, of Mother Earth, embracing hers, embracing us in her hand, holding us uh, to her breast, and you know, and then we we are uh, the 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 amazing group that is 
part of mother mother earth itself and the third uh, the third seed uh, is is uh, uh, participation participating political system social systems where participation uh, is a uh, is 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 a given where where people always feel let's talk about it let's see what is the best thing uh, have you got some ideas what about this what about that shall we all do it together or can we do five different things each one for themselves but each one also listening to each other and strengthening it uh, through diversity because some things require uh, you can say uh, a monolithic kind of work some things require very diverse uh, work you know sometimes i use the word chaotic you know it's a mixture yes. between chaos <laughs> and order you know <laughs> some things you you need systems come on behave yes. yourself you know yes. uh, this yes. radio program is going to start in 10 minutes you know uh, and then of course you have uh, you know the the meandering and you know and the move uh, uh, and and that's uh, the conversations that we we have the, the way in which different people in the community are recognized for their for their diversity and then economic productivity i mean uh, there, there is um, a whole lot of economics that is nothing but manipulation of money yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not real economics it's not economics that is productive it's not economics that means things directly it's uh, what very often uh, uh, some of us call casino capitalism yeah <laughs> yes. uh, people are playing games with people's <laughs> money you know and mm-hmm. and and, and, and uh, we can see all over the world the, the rich who are financial who are in the financial game get richer and richer you know when the poor yes. get poorer and poorer yeah and so the way in which your money flows and moves you know and uh, it's not real uh, thing there's a whole movement now uh, what we call the localization movement huh? the whole uh, movement for respecting again the trades and handicrafts and things that we do a whole movement against a horrible wasteful consumption uh, of productivity that is uh, not really uh, uh, productive at all it's just uh, mass consumption you know and what i call it uh, just like you have the weapons of mass destruction i very often mm-hmm. call it the weapons of mass consumption you know and you yes. end up being trapped with overconsumption you know buying yes. things that you don't need or consuming too much of the of the thing consuming unhealthy things but uh, because they uh, make you addicts of uh, their food you know they play with your uh, the, the emotional side of the brain they mm-hmm. play with your uh, the 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 very intrinsic part of your brain which is about fear and about you know mm-hmm. uh, uh uh hunger you know uh, and, and they play on those kinds of things they manipulate you towards uh, mm-hmm. over over consumption they try and hide they try and uh, pour water onto your thinking brain you know and uh, they don't want you to think you know uh, so uh, they will arrange for advertisements and other things that already capture you uh, through the emotion capture you through your fear and uh, you know what you yes. call the the cerebral the the, the core brain no, of of yes. that and that's uh what what uh, you know the, mm-hmm. the the new kind of economics the green economics right. where we begin to care for the people in the community and and the last thing 
the fifth well, that's seat. How, look, uh, before we keep that thought, we got to take a quick commercial break. Yes. I mean, I'm so excited yes. about hearing more about this yes, platform, sir. but we got to take a quick commercial break. So don't go away. We'll be right back with Dr. Anwar Fazal, leading figure in Malaysia and global civil society, award recipient of the Right Livelihood Award, popularly called the Alternative Nobel Prize on Right Livelihood, Peace, Justice, and the Environment. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Celebrate the launching of Dr. Jean-Marie Farish's new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, to guide you in strengthening and embodying the practice of love in your daily life. Connect with us on Facebook and join our Lover's Lane Feel Good Now community and tune in to the Love Cocktail Minute. Relax, refresh, renew for support and daily inspiration. Life Care Wellness Pep for Angels, Inc. is a nonprofit organization to enrich lives and serve our community with emphasis on serving children who are hospitalized. Join Dr. Jean Marie Farish and Vicki Winterton in their global mission to donate My Joy Journal for Children in English and Spanish to as many children as possible. Order directly from Amazon.com and donate to children in your communities. It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Jean at Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. That's Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light. Welcome back. You've been listening to Love Light, Living in the Spirit of Love with your host, Dr. Jean Marie Farish, and special and honored guest, Dr. Anwar Fazal from Malaysia, leading figure in Malaysian and global civil society on, and he's going to be speaking with us on right livelihood, peace, justice, and the environment. And Dr. Anwar, we left uh, before break talking about the Panchasila, the 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 of power, a very empowering platform, and I believe you're going to share with us more about cultural vibrancy as one of those principles. Yes, I think uh, uh, when we talk about the social justice, ecological sustainability, community production, economic production, community participation, we very often forget one beautiful thing that makes us what we are and makes us to different kinds of communities and brings out the whole diversity of just creative talent uh, through dance and music and Mm -hmm. poem and clothes and uh, speech and uh, and uh, uh, the way we use our hands uh, to talk and some people s- shake their head and they mean yes others shake their head and they mean <laughs> <Yes>. no <you> know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, and then some move their head up and down and you wonder what are they meaning you know <laughs> and so uh, uh, Cultural vibrancy uh, is again such an important thing, and sometimes uh, uh, we 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 are finding globally that uh, uh, what what sometimes we refer to as 
cultural imperialism, you know, uh, mm-hmm. a way in which uh, domestic cultures, uh, individual cultures, individual communities, languages, and the whole kind of life that makes uh, for beautiful diversity. I, I remember when I was in the States uh, in uh, 1972, I was there on the uh, Eisenhower Fellowship uh, Program to study uh, cities, communities. Uh, uh, I remember going and spending some time with the Navajo Indians, you know, in, mm-hmm. uh, uh, in there with, and with the American Indian movement. Then I spent time uh, in, in Chicago with the, uh, with the black community and uh, in, in there with the African uh, American uh, uh, community. And, and, and just, uh, you know, with, uh, with a little Chinatown in another yeah. place. And, you know, I just, <laughs> The sheer diversity of uh, of, uh, of places, you know, and uh, and and the way in which these uh, uh, places themselves were becoming vibrant. At the same time, uh, they were also very strongly concerned about losing uh, that. Uh, I come from Penang, uh, which is a UNESCO center uh, for global diversity. It was given the UNESCO World Heritage Center because of our a multiple diversity, being a port, be having yeah. people with uh, languages and colors and yeah. songs and businesses and buildings and architecture so so diverse, which is also the United States of America. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's again, uh, in fact, I mean, George, we are named after Georgetown, the city, uh, which is the Georgetown, you know, the Georgetown you have also in Washington and the George. Uh, who actually, uh, you know, had uh, from whom independence was gained. Uh, our fort uh, in the city, uh, an old traditional British fort, it's called Fort Cornwallis. Cornwallis was the general of the British, you know, who was defeated <laughs> in, mm. uh, in there with the whole independence uh, movement. So the connection even with where I live uh, and, uh, and the United States culturally was so fascinating. Uh, and when I spent the seven months in the States, I, it was... Uh, to, to see the diversity within the United States itself. I, I did 25,000 miles uh, mm. <laughs> yes. going to big cities and medium cities wow. and uh, small cities and uh, you, know, the, 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 you can say the colonies, you know, uh, uh, of the American Indian uh, community, uh, seeing uh, all the different kinds of problems. I spent some time with the American Indian movement in St. Paul, Minneapolis, you know, I spent some time in New York and Harlem and, uh, and, and every place that I went, I, I wanted to see uh, both the underside and the overview of the places so that I see the real community, real, real people. And, you know, one of the things when I came back, I said, the one thing I want to remember are the thousands of acts of kindness oh, wow. that I felt. Yes all over the place. Yeah? And, yes. and when we talk about cultural uh, vibrancy, uh, uh, this is one of the very fundamental elements of it, you know, that people actually care for you. You know, they come and they touch your skin. They say, I love your brown color, yeah. you know. Yeah. I've never seen a brown person, you know. And, and yeah. so you find uh, smaller <laughs> communities in the United States uh, uh, very uh, separate, you know, sometimes, you know, and then, uh, they live quite uh, isolated uh, uh, mm-hmm. in their in their own area, and, 
uh, to them, uh, every person who comes to their town is a foreigner. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> Even you know, moving it's, from it's, another neighborhood. <laughs> that's right. Even sometimes moving from a neighborhood, the neighborhood. So I think the cultural vibrancy, mm-hmm. all the little differences in our songs, our music, and that's mm-hmm. the one kind of thing that if we learn that this is part of a greater cultural vibrancy that we all are part of, uh, we begin to learn from each other in beautiful sorts of ways, the uh, 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 knowledge that comes with uh, you know, songs and poetry and music yeah. and clothes, yeah. and you know, uh, and uh, and, I, and I've never forgot uh, all those uh, uh, diversities and the little uh, souvenirs, you know, uh, of uh, of all the places. And I treasure them. I treasure them all because each little thing, uh, uh, just like the saga seeds for you, uh, when yeah. I look at it. There's yeah. a whole story that comes story, out you know, about yes. the wonders of the world. Of, yes. of uh, like I mentioned, the acts of uh, kindness, you know, and uh, and and I uh, survived uh, doing that whole trip on two things. One, there was a radio in my car, yeah, which meant uh, I always felt I was never alone. Mm. that I could mm-hmm. always listen. I could listen mm-hmm. to the news. I could listen to music. I could mm-hmm. listen to commentary. Every time I'm coming too close to a new town, I get the local station and, and uh, you know, they're talking about things that are happening in the place. And I just felt, uh, even there, being a radio lover, having grown up with radio, uh, with the radio as my education from you know, age about eight or nine, I was just glued, standing up on a stool because my parents had kept <laughs> yes. the radio right on top of the cupboard because they didn't <laughs> want us playing with it and destroying it because the the most expensive thing they had in the house was the radio, you know. And uh, well, that was the <laughs> earliest form of communication. Everybody gathered was, around yeah. the radio to listen to see what was happening, or even listen yeah. to stories yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And then when I was in the in, in the states, there was one time when I I, I made uh, I wanted to see the Grand Canyon, and uh, being a geographer, I just look at the overall map and said, well, everybody seems to going to seeing it from the south. I will try and see it from the north. You know, not many people are doing that. And being a young man, together yeah. with my wife, we were both like on a big honeymoon too. We were, I was 31 and she was 30, you know, yeah. and just <laughs> any type of adventure was there. So we went, we went uh, to try and find the Grand Canyon from the north. And of course, slowly what happened, the road disappeared. Uh, only cactuses uh, were in, in there. And my wife said, I, I don't think, you know, we are getting there. And if we do get there, we might just fall into it, you know. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 then what, uh, yeah. and then what I suddenly realized, at the moment I could not listen to the radio, I was out, you know, I was actually mm-hmm. out of the system again. You know? yes, and yes. that's the time we took a decision and turned around and went back uh, again because we were actually taking a route uh, that you could have done maybe if you had horses and, uh, you know, a whole caravan with you with food and everything else and do some camping uh, things <laughs> along the, yes, along, enjoy uh, it along the way. way. <laughs> so I think uh, this beautiful culture uh, and then you, you, you find the connectivity, the, you know, the, and, and particularly the acts of kindness sometimes. A little place, somebody, you know, uh, does a small thing. Hey, can I help you? Uh, you know, oh, are you lost? You know, uh, uh, do, do you like this food? Yeah. Where do you come from? Uh, Malaysia. Where is that? Never heard of yes. it. You know, uh, <laughs> Malaysia. Where? 
is that uh, near China? Yeah. Uh, well, I said, you know, you know two words of uh, Malay. And they said, what? You mean I, I know two words? Yes, I said, you know two words of Malay. Do you know an orangutan? They said, yeah, of course, a orangutan. That's what the Americans call it. And the orangutan, that's the <laughs> monkey, you know, the, the gorilla, you know, like gorilla. And uh, that's uh, the monkey of uh, Malaysia and Borneo and Indonesia, you know, so we are well known. And the word orangutan, which is the official name, which the Americans pronounce orangutan uh, in one word, uh, actually means orang, which is a person, and mm. utan is forest. I oh mean, in Malay, in Malaysia, we call this uh, monkey the person of the forest. Mm. Isn't that beautiful? You earned the title there. What a title. <laughs> yeah, and, and it shows you again our connectivity, uh, mm-hmm. even with, uh, with animals that we treat, that animals too have their own humanity yeah, of, uh, of that. And, and you call this the person from the forest uh, mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. So I, I found that, and I think uh, cultural vibrancy, especially in the kind of world that we have now, because if we look, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, very often I, I, I write down uh, every so often and say, hey, uh, I, I got to do things. What, what, what am I really concerned about now? I think I, I worry very often of uh, racism and bigotry because they, they, they can so easily research, uh, you know, every time. And then you have to begin whole processes of addressing it and dealing with it. Uh, yeah. Uh, in- this racism and bigotry. Uh, you see it uh, particularly with refugees. I mean, everybody in the world is a refugee, yeah, uh, at one stage of our life or other, you know. And and then you find that the the, the deep kind of uh, hate about refugees destroying places and you know and uh, trying to come and destroy our lives and taking our our thing. We have more refugees like the the modern age now who are who are fleeing. Uh, um, because of violence and disputes and wars and geopolitics and and just uh, horrible things and with climate change too, environments get uh, destroyed and uh, and move. We have in in, in Asia here the Rohingyas, uh, the uh, the the person from uh, part of uh, Myanmar of uh, Burma that are coming in the, the hundreds and the thousands by boat, uh, just as they are from North Africa going out to, to, to Europe. And, and it's a huge issue. And, and uh, I, I remember uh, 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 one of your presidents, John F. Kennedy. Yes. He actually wrote a book uh, that uh, most Americans themselves uh, were not aware of. Yeah? And the title of the book was A Nation of Immigrants. Mm-hmm. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. I, I read so that. So powerful. <laughs> because when, when, when I was there in 72, I, I really um, uh, wanted to understand the diversity. That's what was special to me. The diversity of the climate. I mean, I drove from Philadelphia right up to Los Angeles and then you know, right up to the north and, you know, up to Chicago back. I, I did one big circle huh? and 25,000 miles is like going around the world in, uh, <laughs> in that uh, and, and the stops that I made. But I, I, I found this huge uh, vibrancy uh, and diversity that very often is not appreciated uh, uh, itself. And, and uh, uh, John F. Kennedy himself, they, they, they faced also discrimination of a certain kind because they belonged to a branch of 
religion that uh, other people may not be linking up uh, with, but they forgot the bigger humanity, uh, the bigger uh, 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 sort of communitynessness, uh, the, the communitarianism. Uh, sometimes people call it that makes us into one people, one world, uh, really. Uh, so to me, that uh, uh, was very special. And this refugee problem now is uh, getting to be. The other is the whole, of course, the climate issue. I mean, it's it's ecocide already around the corner. Yeah? And uh, wonderful people in the United States, uh, McKibben, uh, Bill McKibben of the group called 350. Uh, he's an alternative Nobel Prize winner. Okay, okay. Right. Yes, and he is the major person in the United States uh, uh, looking at uh, the climate issue. Yeah, amazing person, and people should Google him and uh, join his uh, movement. And the other is is uh, the person who's very concerned about justice uh, uh, is, uh, again, uh, another uh, uh, laureate. And just uh, Google democracy now, yeah? Democracy, democracy now, okay. Now, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. uh, uh, like this program, the radio program. It's a radio and TV, TV video program, and uh, uh, and and uh, the program itself brings out uh, all the different kinds of uh, uh, global issues uh, that everybody in the United States, everybody in the world, should be uh, dealing with. Then, of course, uh, with the digital things, uh, the whole management of Fake news, how easy, how easy it is now uh, to lie and make lies like the truth because they come out and they take over the world in in uh, in half an hour. You know, everybody yes. thinks that someone has killed somebody and then we must take revenge, you know, and, uh, and, and that kind of hate mongering now. Uh, it's not a, a, a neighborhood issue anymore. It's an issue that digitally can move from one town in one part of the world to right around another part of the world and create fires and create violence. And, you know, and it's just uh, uh, terrible. And of course, groups now are beginning to want to have to deal again. Uh, the Parliament of World Religions that's based in Chicago uh, for example, uh, the number of world councils of different issues uh, uh, that are uh, dealing with this issue. Uh, the other is uh, the last fifth thing that I wanted to mention is, is of course, health. And uh, health, uh, not only health uh, internally, our own health, uh, but also the external health, the things that come from outside and that are damaging your health. Yeah? And uh, so uh, the, the healthy planet is such an important thing for us. But what's happening is that we are leading unhealthy lives. Mm-hmm. We're leading very unhealthy yes. lives. And we are also unable to cope now with all kinds of uh, viruses and uh, communicable diseases uh, that are spreading around, partly because we're also destroying uh, forests. You know, we, we are uh, having all kinds of new environments uh, uh, we have people who are working through uh, what is called biotechnology and uh, uh, research and creating also sometimes monster, monsters for experimental purposes. And, and you know, we, we, it's a whole new world uh, yes. there too. Uh, and uh, things like that uh, can be even more dangerous than the nuclear bombs, yeah? that is, that is. Uh, as we can see. 
how yes, that's the whole world has been into a lockdown uh, as a yeah. result of coronavirus. Yeah. Exactly. I am so enjoying our conversation, but we have to take a quick commercial break. So hold your thought. We'll be right back with Dr. Anwar Fazal. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Celebrate the launching of Dr. Jean-Marie Farish's new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, to guide you in strengthening and embodying the practice of love in your daily life. Connect with us on Facebook and join our Lover's Lane Feel Good Now community and tune in to the Love Cocktail Minute. Relax, refresh, renew for support and daily inspiration. Life Care Wellness Pep for Angels, Inc. is a nonprofit organization to enrich lives and serve our community with emphasis on serving children who are hospitalized. Join Dr. Jean Marie Farish and Vicki Winterton in their global mission to donate My Joy Journal for Children in English and Spanish to as many children as possible. Order directly from Amazon.com and donate to children in your communities. It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Jean at Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. That's Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light. Welcome back to Love Light. I'm your host, Dr. Jean Marie Farish. And if you're joining us, just joining us, we are with our esteemed and honored guest, Dr. Anwar Fazal, the world's foremost consumer advocate and leading figure in Malaysian and global civil society on right livelihood, peace, justice, and the environment. Dato, would you just share with us, you know, we've been talking about a lot of issues and uh, that we're all faced with collectively uh, in terms of peace, justice, and the environment. What can we do? What are your suggestions? What are causes that we can join in on? A lot of people are feeling on lockdown, a little bit helpless and hopeless. So inspire us. Take it away and just share with us networks and things like that, causes. It's amazing now the millions of things that people are doing all over the world. One of the most outstanding books that I have ever seen uh, that I think everyone who wants to make a difference in the world should read. And you know, the title of the book is so interesting. It's called Blessed Unrest. Mm, Very interesting title. Mm -hmm. And it's how... People of the world are making a difference and are not aware yeah, mm. uh, of the things that uh, they should continue doing. Yeah? And this book is by Paul Hawken, P-A-U-L, Hawken, H-A-W-K-E-N, Blessed Unrest. And in that book, he looks at every single issue, major issue, you know, that every community in the world should be concerned about. 
and, and the whole range, you can say all the things that I talked about uh, when I shared the, the sort of 11 sins against humanity, yeah, of all the different uh, things that were actually originally from uh, uh, Mahatma Gandhi, yeah, the great peace yes. uh, advocate. Yes. And I, I added uh, the last four uh, for modern times uh, that are our, our concern. And for each one of those issues, he has an analysis and he gives a list of all the major organizations uh, uh, in the world, the vast majority of them in the, in the U.S., yeah, uh, uh, whom you can contact and work with on the issue. I mean, it's an encyclopedia for action yeah, uh, of, of, of things that you can do, of resources, of finding groups that you want to work with. And it was just quite um, amazing. It's been around for over a decade. I'm mm-hmm. hoping very much... Uh, uh, that you know, it'll be it'll become an updated thing that can be dynamic in an ebook, and everybody can add. Uh, there's another, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, 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 a better world heroes, yeah, better world heroes, and then that's again based in the United States of America. I mean, the U.S. are amazing people, you know, who are doing uh, great things, who are inspiration uh, globally, and this better world heroes. I mean, you go there, you can get amazing information of hundreds of people all over the world that are actually making a difference, mm. uh, actually making a difference. And you can do all kinds of very interesting things with the information. And it's it's a website. Uh, from all these, uh, one of the things that I, 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 have, uh, I have developed uh, a, a five-point module, uh, what I call the Panchasila. Panchasila is in all Sanskrit uh, language, one of the oldest languages in the world. It means, pancha means five, uh, sila means principles, the uh, five principles. And these are the, 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 the power of five, the power of uh, uh, how actually you can make a difference, uh, how you can empower yourself. And among these five, the first one is, is the power of one. Uh, just one person, never underestimate the power of one person. And just one person can be incubated, can be, you know, sort of catalyst. And, and it's little actions by little people in little places that can change the world. And we have so many examples, you know, whether it's Mother Teresa or Gandhi and so on. You know, just one person decides, I, 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 I am concerned. I want to do something about this issue and, and goes and takes and he just starts something, you know, and, and it moves on and, you know, uh, people sometimes call them miracle workers and so on, but there are just literally thousands and thousands of people all the time who just realize, I am not going to sit here. If there's a problem, I'm elected, I am going to go and do something about it, however little it is. Yeah? Because if 100 people start thinking away, 100 people are part of the movement. If 100,000 start thinking and say, well, I just do my little thing, you yeah. know, uh, uh, you know, it's 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 uh, it's it's powerful. The second is the power of many, and the whole way of building networks. Eh? And then you find that all over when you have an issue, and nowadays with the power of the internet, you can form groups and chat groups and uh, action petition campaigns like change, what do you call change dot org or, or uh, uh, Awaz. Uh, you know, uh, many many major things where people can begin to look together. And this is the power of alliances, the power of networks, you know, what I call love affairs. Uh, yes. 
Uh, you don't have to even form uh, formal organizations very often. Uh, uh, it's, it's we share a certain thing and we agree. We set up a, a mechanism for working uh, together, whether it's on gender, on ecology, on justice, or workers' health, or you know uh, health issues, uh, uh, refugee issues, family issues, you know community issues, a whole range of things, and then the power of many, uh, the tactics or the tactics, the strategies of getting. Uh, I learned quite a lot about uh, about these things in my younger age from a group in the United States called the Midwest Academy. Yeah? Mm. And the Midwest Academy was actually the training place for activists. Yeah? It started with uh, workers of justice and so on. Yeah? In, uh, in that. And, and, and it's amazing that there it is here in the United States, yeah? in one place. Yeah? Uh, that's why I think the U.S., uh, uh, the whole, because of your diversity, there's just amazing sprouting out of all kinds of ideas and powers, you know, in all different parts of the world. And uh, this Midwest Academy, uh, which multiplies people, accelerates the number of people, you know, who, who, who do more things and learn how to organize, how to strength, uh, you know. I, in 72, I picked up some of the most wonderful, wonderful books at that time eh, that were uh, wanting to, to, to do uh, uh, new kinds of ways and alternative things. The third power, uh, this is very important. I call it the power of the halo, you know, the kind mm -hmm. of nice uh, little thing that on top of your head, you know, it's actually, <laughs> <laughs> it's actually looking at our own traditions, our spiritual traditions, uh, traditions of love and caring, you know, and uh, community support and uh, 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 the golden rule, you know, for which is there available in all, you know, all the all the religions of the world. Treat other people like you would like to be treated, yeah. Uh, yes. And then on that that spiritual traditions, and the other is the sort of global international legal instruments. We have global international networks, uh, laws with regard to uh, human rights, uh, for world environment guidelines, and you know all these international guidelines, which most governments have accepted and dot so they become like universal values and universal standards yeah? so taking them and using them and say why are we not meeting those standards you know why are we not doing that these are universal standards that the whole world has agreed on must be the minimal way of protecting women's rights or protecting workers rights or protecting the environment ensuring justice or uh, making sure that health uh, people don't sell you uh, rotten medicines all over the world, which are banned in their own country, but you export them, you know, or pesticides that, you know, are banned in your country because the government found that they kill people, but you just export it elsewhere because nobody knows about that. You That's know? true. So That's international so true. instruments become very important. And then the fourth one is the power of information. Now, you can get information about every single issue, good research, and then you learn about creative communications now, the power of graphics. You know, one of the world's best uh, graphic designer is actually in the United States. And he worked with me as an intern. And he was originally from Zimbabwe. Uh, and his website is called Creative Defiance. Interesting. Eh? And, yes, uh, yes. and uh, he, he, he worked with me in, uh, in uh, Malaysia as an intern and then doing some graphics for me in the 80s. He just retired as a professor, just retired as a professor uh, in uh, Boston College. Uh, and uh, his website, Creative Defines, his name is Chess. I just call him Chess, C-H-A-Z. 
Okay. You must see his website. Just Google the word creative divine. And he just has so powerful things about simple abuses in our life. Yeah? Uh, whether they are about race or, you know, about the environment. And uh, he has a special passion for Africa because he comes from a country that was very exploitive and uh, very violent. And, and he had to leave that country uh, together with his Japanese wife and child. Yeah? And the fifth power uh, uh, that actually makes a difference, uh, and this is the power of success. You know, every, every victory, however small, uh, must be celebrated, must be recorded, must be shared and remembered because there's nothing that inspires us more than the fact that there are people uh, who have actually done it. And very often I tell people, and I have a little slogan in my office there, um, tell people who said it cannot be done, tell them that somebody has already done it. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is when when we have global sharing systems, just like the, this radio station. You know, we, we share with people what's successful things, interesting stuff that is here, books that we could lead at, wonderful personalities that are working. And the good work that has already been successful, I believe, inspires more good work and, and that really makes a difference and that's about our life you know making a real difference yeah, wow that. those those so, are powerful the power of five those thoughts are so important uh, to get us on our way make us more aware and really l- look at what we can do right now and as you've indicated all these powerful resources we can just take a look and join causes and connect with people all over the world. I, that is so empowering. And I'd like to know, how can uh, listeners learn more about you? What's your website or how can we connect with you well, and learn just, more about uh, you? Just uh, Google my name. They'll see all kinds of places. <laughs> yes, I know. Connect, uh, <laughs> connect, uh, go to the website and connect with me with my website with the Right Livelihood College or Right Livelihood Award. Uh, uh, you can connect uh, with me uh, with me there and uh, in, in many other uh, movements. And I'm always uh, very, very uh, keen uh, to connect people uh, in that, uh, which I feel uh, is so important. You know, my whole life has been uh, what I call giving. Yeah, uh, yes, and I, I believe that true leadership is not, you know, about creating followers of your ideas. Real leadership is about creating more leaders. All right. Every time that there are people, young people, I I spend one third of my time with young people proactively. And I say that there is going to be no future if we don't work with the future now. Yeah. Well, well Doctor, you know, go ahead. People, yeah. I'm, I'm going to close out with a memorable poem by you. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, I am. I mean, I, I can spend hours talking to you like I did in Malaysia, and you've been so empowering with your messages. But I want to close out with this memorable poem by you called Serenity. Serenity is peace with ourselves. It is peace with uh, other people. It is peace with the environment. It is about peace with everything. Serenity is there. If we only listen, the horizon, the rainbow, the dawn, the sunset, the gentle quiver of a cool wind and the light wetness of the waterfall spray, serenity is there. If only we listen, a walk in the jungle, down memory lane with friends, watching 
twinkle of a million stars and breathing deep the sounds and the smells of kindness and gentleness. Serenity is there. If only we listen. Serenity begins with yourself looking inside to find the outside, looking outside to find the inside with our ears, eyes, and heart. Serenity is there. If only we listen. I thank you for joining me, Dr. Amwa, uh, today to share these empowering messages. And thanks to all who have tuned in. I'd like to uh, thank our Voice America uh, team for making our show a reality and shining their love light around the world. And remember, an empowered self is a loving self and keep your love light shining. Thank you for listening to Love Light this week. Be sure to join Dr. Jean Marie Farish again for another program next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a wonderful week filled with love, self-worth, and better connections.